0: Good evening. Today we'll be studying the first chapter of Hilchot Shofar Sukha Vilulav. All of these mitzvot uh, and halachot have to do with holidays in the month of Tishri. Hilchot Shofar Sukha Vilulav, Yeshbi Shalosh mitzvot Asay. There are three positive prescriptions, Bezehu Piratan, and they are the following. Kol to hear the sound of the Shofar on the first of Tishri. We'll, in this chapter, uh, Bezat Hashem will get into the details about that and how precise Harambam is with this term of Lishmoak al-Shofar as opposed to, for um, for example, Likoak al-Shofar. For Harambam, as we'll see, the mitzvah is to hear the sound of the Shofar on the first of Tishri. Bet l'shev Number two, to dwell in the sukkah on the seven days of Hehag or Sukkot. And third, Litol Lulav Bamikdash Kol Shivat Yemei Hehag. Third is Litol a Lulav and the four species in the Beit HaMikdash, all seven days of Sukkot. Now, interestingly, um, the Pasuk that deals with Lulav says, Ukachtem Lachem Bayom Harishon. And here, Harambam and Chachamim in the Gemara change uh, the language to litol lulav instead of lakahat, and an interesting question to note is why the verb uh, lakahat was replaced with uh, litol. As we know, the beracha for nitilat lulav is al nitilat lulav. Um, both seems to seem to mean uh, that one has has to take uh, the lulav along with the four species um, that the Torah. Uh, lists for us to take, as we'll see in those halachot at the end of the, at the end of um, of these set of halachot. An interesting explanation that I saw is that in biblical biblical Hebrew, laka lakahat means to take, but by the time Chachamim coined the blessing, uh, the verb lakahat uh, meant only to buy. So, for example, ki kah ish isha. And the halacha is that one may, the mitzvah and one need not uh, buy the lulav, uh, and they can co- the, a lulav can come from hifker and one may own that lulav, and the lulav also may be received as a gift. Um, therefore, hahamim by having uh, the beracha et alulav, or harambam having here lulav uh, would not be as accurate as just an interesting uh, tidbit I came across today. And the uh, expansion and clarification of these mitzvot are in the following chapters. Hilchot Shofar, Perik, Aleph, Halakha, Aleph. Mitzvat Aseh Shel torah. It is a positive uh, Biblical obligation, uh, prescription, rather, uh, for one to hear the blast of the Shofar on Rosh Hashanah. As it says, uh, a day of blast or sounding of the Shofar you shall have for you. Now again, I want to make a note that the mitzvah for harambam Bam is... Uh, to hear the sound of the shofar. And Harambam also um, writes in a teshuvah that the, the mitzvah on Rosh Hashanah is to hear the sound of the shofar. And there are others who disagree uh, and say that the mitzvah is actually to blow the shofar. But for Harambam, again the, the mitzvah on Rosh Hashanah is to hear the sound of the shofar. And as we saw in Hilchot Teshuva, um, the reason, one of the reasons and remazim that the shofar has is basically uh, to for us to awaken um, from our slumber of um, of uh, actions and normal practices and search within us to do teshuva and to remember HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to remember um, our creator um, and not to get caught up with Haram said, I believe, Hivle Hazman. Uh, the different uh, things that come and go in this world. Uh, rather, on Rosh Hashanah, uh, it's a time for us to reflect and to do teshuva. Uh, and the shofar is there uh, to remind us, and hearing the sound of the shofar is to awaken us and to, to do teshuva. And this is in Hilchot Teshuva, Perek Gimal, Halachad Taled, I believe. And this, this shofar that we blow uh, use it to sound the blast. Ben Berosh Hashanah, Ben Bayovel, both in regards to Rosh Hashana, but also in regards to the Yovel. Uh, y- the Yovel is the fiftieth year, the jubilee year. That on Yom Kippurim, the shofar is blown. Uh, hu keren Rather, it is the curved ram's horn. Now, interestingly. Um, the obvious, the, this halakha begs the question, aren't all horns curved? Uh, so Rabbi Yosef Kafih, uh has an interesting answer. And he says that um, one, Yohan Obama is basically telling us that we may not straighten, and, straighten out the shofar at all, despite the fact that it may be easier to blow. Rather, the shofar that we use must be a horn in its natural form, in its natural curved form. And Harambam here is posek like Rabbi Levi, um, however there are those like the Ra'avad who disagree. The Harambam says that the uh, any shofar aside from the keren hakeves, the ram's horn, are invalid to be used for the shofar. V'af'al pi sh'elon yitparish b'torah teru'ah b'shofar b'Rosh Hashanah, arehu Omer b'yover. This is uh, a gemara from Massechid Rosh uh, Hashanah, Daf Lamid Gimel Amubet. And the Chachamim raise an issue and say that one second, on Rosh Hashanah, the Torah doesn't tell us what to blow the shofar with. The Torah says, Yom ye You should sound a blast on that day. How do we know that this is the sound of the shofar? The Torah never explicitly says uh, on never explicitly says we should use this, a shofar to make this sound. However, in regards to the yoveel, um, the pasuk says you shall proclaim with the blast of the shofar and you shall proclaim the 50th year with the shofar. And Chachamim learned through Torah Shaba'al Peh That this blast that is heard, the teruah that is heard and sounded on the yovel is the same teruah heard on Rosh Hashanah using the shofar, just as we do for the yovel. Halachbet. In the Beit mikdash, they would blow uh, on Rosh Hashanah. They would blow the shofar with using one shofar and on both sides of the blower of the shofar there would be two one individual there would be two individuals one on each side blowing the hatsotzerot these trumpets that were made uh, out of silver ha shofar va hatsotzerot the sound of the shofar is elongated and the sound of the shofarot is shortened as the mitzvah of the day is for one to hear the Shofar. And why do we sound with the Shofar the trumpets? As it says in Sefer Tehillim, uh, that we honor and glorify uh, with the Shofar, and with the Shofar, and when we say, Lifnei melech Adonai, the intent is in the Bet HaMikdash. However, in places other than the Bet mikdash uh, we only use the Shofar to sound the blast on the Rosh Hashanah. Now we're going to speak about the halachot pertaining to the shofar and which, which type of shofarot are permitted for use and which are not. Shofar <coughs> bo From the outset, one may not use a shofar that was used for avodah Now when we say here a shofar from avodah zara, we're referring to a shofar that was the property of avodah zara. However, a ram that was worshipped, for example, that the ram became Abu Dazara itself, may not be used um, for uh, using, for blowing the shofar. So, <inaudible> However, if, again, a person used a shofar that was the property of Abu Dazara, one has fulfilled his obligation. So an interesting question. Uh, I'm not sure what the answer is. Is that the reason why a shofar of Abu Dazara of a goy here? I think the implication is that the shofar here is the Abu Dazara of a goy. Um, one would fulfill his obligation is because the Abu Dazara of a goy, as we saw in Hilkhot Abu Dazara, is um, the Abu Dazara of a goy may be mitbatel, may be nullified, may become null and void. Uh, however, the avodazara of a Jew may never be nullified. And the same thing, the same um and the same logic may apply in regards to the Irhani as we'll see in a moment. But um it's an interesting question, is and I'm not sure again what the answer is, is that if the Harambam doesn't tell us, but I think that the that the presumption here is that. This shofar of Abu Dazara is the Abu zarah of a goy, not of a Jew. And if it was of a Jew, um, it's I think that um, it would that one would not fulfill his obligation because um, it you cannot uh, be mevatel the shofar the Abu Dazara of a Jew. However, what you may be mevatel Abu Dazara of a goy. however, a shofar that was taken from Irani as we talked about in the Khut Abu dazara Iranidahat was basically this seceding uh, city. That it was a city that the majority of the, the citizens worshipped Abu Dazara. And what we do with the city is that we burn the city and all of its of all of the property inside the city and kill anyone who worshipped Abu Dazara. We saw this in Al-Khut Abu Dazara Perik Dalid. So if one used the shofar of an irhanidahat, uh, one did not fulfill their obligation because all of the property and objects of an irhanidahat are omedli srifa'a, are to be burned. And one may never use them um, for his own, one may never gain benefit from it at all. And you cannot be mivatel anything of an irhanidahat either. Shofar ha-gazul ta a shofar that was stolen, that one blew, the sho- that type of shofar, yatsayad ha-hobato, one fulfilled his obligation with this type of shofar, she en ha-mitzvah, ela bishmi'at Hakol, The mitzvah is the sounding of the blast. Af al Gabo VeLo lo lo shomea ve-lo ha-shome'a, ve-ain ba-kol din gazel. Despite the fact that in now the Yerushalmi, has two different answers um, as to why a shofar ha gazul won't fulfill their obligation. Harambam here uses the second answer, uh, that Avad the, utilizes the first answer. But Harambam here says that, en din geza. so basically, um, despite the fact that a person who heard the sound fulfilled, he again, he fulfilled his obligation with a shofar ha gazul, despite the fact that he doesn't touch the shofar or lift it, because a sound cannot be regarded as stolen property and a sound isn't um, tangible. Therefore, uh, one would fulfill their obligation with a stolen mm-hmm. Shofar. Mm-hmm. So to a Shofar that was uh, from a sheep that was to be brought as a Korban Ola. And the rule is, That one may not gain benefit from any object that was to be sacrificed, that was designated and set aside for the Beit Hamikdash. However, um, one did fulfill their obligation um, if they blew the shofar of an olah. And the rule is that one may not gain any benefit from a from an olah or anything that was designated to the Beit Hamikdash. And you want, one may say that you gain benefit from hearing the sound of the shofar. Mitzvot lo lehanot nitenu. And this is a statement from Ravan, that the mitzvot were not given in order for us to derive pleasure and to benefit from them. Therefore, a person who made a neder, to, not to enjoy, and he, not to gain benefit or pleasure from a shofar, he may blow the shofar in order to hear the blast of the mitzvah, and he would fulfill his obligation. Halacha David: Shofar shele Rosh Hashanah en mechallelin alav et yom tov afilu bedavar shehu mishum shavut shavut. A shofar of Rosh Hashanah. One may not violate Rosh Hashanah for it, as Rosh Hashanah is a, one of the yamim tovim, even for uh, and a violation that is Mishum Shavut. And as we talked about in, 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 in Hilchot Shabbat, Shavut are rabbinic prohibitions that Chachamim instituted because they are either similar to Melacha or because Chachamim didn't want a person to come close to doing a Melacha. And we'll see a, an example of that in a moment. Ketzad, how so? If the shofar was on the top of a tree, or across a river. Ve'en lo shofar elahu and that is the only shofar that a person has to use on Rosh Hashanah. ve'lo shat One may not climb the tree and one may not um, swim across the body of water in order to bring it. As we saw again in Loch Shabbat that it is forbidden to climb a tree on Shabbat because you may uh, be, uh, take a branch this is in Il'chot Shabbat kaf aleph and it is so too. It is prohibited for one to swim in an op, open body of water, as we saw in Hilchot Shabbat Kaf Gemel. and obviously here at the Nahar that we're referring to is an open body of water. And we don't even need to mention that it is prohibited to cut the shofar and to do any type of melacha with the shofar. shofar as the uh, prescription of blowing the shofar is a positive prescription. And Yom Tov, as we saw in Ilkhot Yom Tov, is a positive and a negative prescription. And as we talked about in Chot Yom Tov, that a positive prescription cannot um, supersede a positive and negative prescription. So the positive prescription of blowing the shofar cannot supersede the positive and negative prohibition of Yom Tov. However, it is permitted to put inside the shofar water or wine or vinegar on Yom Tov in order to to polish it and improve the sound of the shofar. It is prohibited to um, put urine inside the shofar either to clean it or to polish it because it is disrespectful to the shofar and the mitzvot were not given in order for one in order for one to debase um, the mitzvot. Now we're going to talk about how big a shofar uh, must be in order for it to, uh, for one to fulfill their obligation. Is The smallest minimum size for a shofar is for one to... Uh, if hold it in one hand and while holding it, both sides of the shofar would be visible. <inaudible> if it was split along its length, it is <inaudible> However, if uh, the shofar was cracked along its width, if its minimum length it is, is still intact, it would be kasher <inaudible> and it's as if um, it was perforated, no, and, it, and it's as if it was cut at the top. So the sedek is um, is the top where you put your mouth to blow the shofar And we consider um, if it's cut along its width that it's um, as if it's cut at the top. So it would be kasher. Nikav, if it was perforated, im setamo bemino. pasul. If one sealed it with something other than material, other than. A shofar material, it would be pasul. If it was sealed with using a material of the shofar, if the holes don't enter, if the majority of it was intact and the holes don't interfere with the sound when the blast um, is sounded, it would be kasher. Kasher shemin bemino, eno hotzetz. Now the shofar is made out of two parts. Sorry, the, the horn of a ram is made out of two parts. You have the outside, which is the shofar, but also the inside. Um, the there is actually there's an interior bone inside the shofar, and basically how it's done, da- how we make the shofar, is that we extract the interior bone um, and only use the outside. So if the shofar was sealed with the interior bone it is kashir, it would be permitted to be used shemin bimino eno because um, because the because the horn the, the bone the interior bone and the shofar itself are considered the same item and of the same substance and it is considered one item and not separate If one glued together fragments of different shofarot until they were joined to one, it is prohibited to be used. If one added any amount, anything or any amount to the shofar, um, for example, if he added a mouthpiece to the shofar, In order for it to be easier to blow, Um, regardless if it was the same substance, meaning the substance of the shofar, material of the shofar, or a different type of material, it would be pasul. If it was plated with the shofar was plated with gold on the inside or at the at the mouthpiece, it would be pasul. If it was plated out of gold on the outside, if the sound is changed after you played it on the inside, on the, out, uh, on the outside, rather, it would be pasul, however, if it was plated on the um, outside and the sound remains the same as it was before you plated it, it would be permitted for use. If one put a shofar inside a shofar, im kol shama yatsa, if the inner horns' sound was heard, one fulfilled their obligation. <inaudible> However, if the external horns' sound was heard, one did not fulfill their obligation. <inaudible> if one, if the narrow end is widened, or if the wide end was narrowed, obviously referring to the sides of the shofar, it is pasul. <inaudible> if it was long if the shofar was long and one shortened it it would be permitted for use if one scraped the shofar whether he scraped it from the inside or the outside even if all that was left was just the, the very thin shell of the shofar it would be permitted for use ave kasher if the sound of the shofar was thick or um, not so thick or scrappy, it um, the sound of the sho- one fulfilled their obligation and the sound is fine and the shofar is kasher, as all of the sounds coming out of the shofar are um, kasher. If one blew the shofar inside a cave or inside a um, a pit. And you may ask why one would ever think of doing such a thing. Uh, but but back in the day, during the Roman times, when it was dangerous to fulfill mitzvot, um, it seems that the hahamim blew the shofar in those places to fulfill their obligations. So those standing inside cave, or the pit, fulfill their obligation. However, those standing outside, if they heard the sound of the shofar, they fulfilled their obligation. However, if they heard the sound of an echo, they did not fulfill their obligation. So too, if a person blew the shofar inside a large barrel or jug or anything of this sort, if one heard the sound of the shofar, he fulfilled his obligation. And if one heard the sound of an echo, one did not fulfill their obligation. tomorrow morning we'll be studying the second chapter of Hilkhot Shofar Sukkah Bilalav.